Chris Watkin here, joined by Peter Rollings, who is the ex-MD of both Foxton's and Marsh and Parsons. Uh, Peter, today I want to talk to you about estate agents and being tough on their fees, getting the fees they deserve. Talk to me. Hmm. Well, it's one of my big things I've banged on about forever. Um, and obviously at Foxton's, we were famous for mm. having tough fees. Two, two and a half percent? Two and a half and three. We were actually two and a half sold, three multiple. Um, but obviously we did our zero percent. Um, so that's, again, my view. If you want to do an, an offer, you can't have half a percent or, you know, anything apart from nothing or everything. Because anything in the middle is down and dirty and cheap and naff. Um, so that's, that's the key. I mean, why do you, talking about zero percent, why do you think Fox and still, I seem to be very good at that one, but there's plenty of other agents that go into a new town with zero percent and they, and they, and they, they ball out. Because they're, well they're not well known enough. You, you need know. the both. You need yeah. the brand recognition as well. Yeah. As the... Well, we didn't to begin with. You know, uh, the, the, the first time we did it at Foxton's was in 1985 when we were, two, it was the second office in Fulham. Whose idea was it? Uh, it was a guy called Andrew Wildblood. Believe it or not, it wasn't John's idea. It was a guy called Andrew Wildblood. He claims it anyway, who was my boss in Fulham. Uh, great guy. Um, but it was, you know, it was incredibly effective. OK, but coming back to the original question about being tough on fees, why do you think agents, you know, if you read all the surveys, you like your, your home buyers survey, which Peter Knight puts out through the Property Academy, fees tends to be, you know, out of like the sixth or seventh or eighth consideration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you talk to an agent and as soon as they see, they just, they're just, they're pulling their pants down. <coughs> yeah, I know. I don't. Well, it, it's, a, it's a massive issue. Um, you know, my, my, uh, my uh, financial controller said to me um, at, at Marsh and Parsons, he said, because everyone, everyone always wants to cut fees. You know, you, you have to have someone up there and it was usually me to say, no, you're not going to do it. Go and fight for it. Easy for me to say, perhaps, and difficult for them to do. But my um, financial director actually said to me, he said, Pete, if you cut your fees from 2 to 1.5%, you have to sell 33% more property just to stay still. So my view was, I don't want the cautious savers who are going to choose me just for my fees. They're usually a pain in the ass to deal with. The properties are, are, are not particularly easy to sell, potentially. So I'm going to go after the okay. people that really want me for me. And uh, or me for my business, for, for Marsh and Parsons or Foxton's. And that comes with a mixture of all sorts of things. Branding, uh, it doesn't come overnight. It comes, from, uh, um, it comes from being a really good estate agent, not just one of the crowd. Because if you're just one of the crowd, you should be I mean, that's less. easy to say if you're in Marsh and Parsons and you've been in the town forever. But if you had a Greenfield site, no one knew who Marsh and Parsons were. True, but you won't, you won't be able to get those... Uh, super fees for a period of time and that period of time during that period of time you are going to really build your brand and building a brand doesn't mean spending shitloads on marketing what, what it means it mean? doing things really really well and properly and making sure that the whole package is fantastic i.e it's like walking into a newly modernized house and they haven't replaced the door handles that's the first thing you mention do you see so you have to, everything, everything has to tie into a brilliant business. And does it have to come from the top? Yeah, or? has to be absolutely enforced from the top. You know, from the way the phone's answered, to the way you dress, from the way you welcome people, to the way you pick up people. Do you think most estate agency bosses police that or monitor that? No. Well, I have no idea. I did. Religiously, ridiculously. My understanding is, is that you would go to every branch every week. Yeah, that... yeah, yeah. 
I, I did some crazy stuff. I, I proofread every single advert that went out. I did it in the evenings because the thought of something going out with a typo in it fills me with complete horror. Is that because you're a perfectionist as well? Potentially. I, I just think it looks like, looks like crap. And, and, you know, the, the, the not putting a, an initial in someone's name if you're writing them a letter. You know, obviously we've got emails these days, but in my days we were doing letters. And if, it went to, if I get a letter, Mr. Rollings, then, and they haven't even bothered to find out that my initial is P, I'm already thinking these guys, these guys don't really care. They're just sort of doing it. So you need strong wills, that, that, that's the fear, or don't bother coming back, but also at the same time create a culture and a, a, and a service that people go, wow. Yeah, and it has to go hand in hand. I'm not saying it's easy, by the way. You know, it was relatively easy in London because people, aren't, people are uh, uh, time poor and cash rich. Um, and the further you get out of London, it's, it's much more difficult. But I remember employing someone, it was in the Bannum office, and I employed him as a manager, which was very rare, but I did. Um, and he, he said to me, Peter, it's really refreshing and empowering to be told by you that I can't cut my fees. Means he, you know, you, you tell an agent that they can cut their fees and they will. The first thing they'll do is... Of course. So you just say, no, you can't. No, go fight for it. And then you, you're big on accountability. You would basically have a once a month meeting with all the staff in one, in one room and you would have to go through the fees and everything, would they? Yep. Not the managers. Funny enough, I did that to begin with. Um, the managers had to shout out what they did. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is to make, is to look, make a manager look small or not very good. Because all their team are going to say, well, this manager over here is good and, and mine's not very good. Yep. So I stopped that with very, very quickly. But I would meet with them individually and see what's going on. So your group meeting, which we talked about in your story, check it out on the uh, YouTube channel. You just got all the, you got all the negs in. And managers, but the managers didn't have to shout out their numbers. The, the negs numbers. did. But did you get all the individually? Managers, but did you get the managers into 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 the room at one time? Uh, well, it wouldn't be. I mean, yes is the answer, but it wouldn't be the big company meeting. The big company no. meeting was shouting out all the numbers. But no. it was managers and negs. But the managers wouldn't shout out numbers because they're not negging; they're just valuing. But if you think about it, if the negs are pulling their weight and doing the numbers, the figures should follow through to the office anyway. Of course. Yeah. Do you think agents focus too much on the office and not necessarily on the negs when it comes to numbers? Well, I suppose so, but the, 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 the negs won't, won't be able to do the numbers unless the manager is getting the instructions for them to do the numbers. So it's like a, a virtuous circle. True. You know, the manager has to be effective. You know, I've, I've got rid of lots of managers in my time because they're not effective. They're not, they're not gaining the instructions because they're sloppy or not very good or too nice, usually too nice. Um, and they just want to please everyone the whole time. You have to go and fight for fees. You've got to say no. You know, uh, can that be trained? Is, um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Definitely, yeah. How do, how do you well, train? Well, you've got to toughen people up. You've got to you've got to tell them to say no. No is a difficult thing to say. It's a very very difficult. Especially thing to say. if you're dealing with people who are estate agents who are people pleasers. Exactly. So it, it, it's down to me or or in, you know at Marshall Parsons, Lisa Jane, to say no. Go and fight for it. No, you can't. You know, the only way they could reduce a fee was to call me or Lisa Jane. And we wouldn't just say, oh, OK, then. Now, if it was a sort of three or four or five million pound house, then, you know, we might do it for two or 1.75. I'm very magnanimous. I know, it? that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we wouldn't be completely stupid about it. But we firmly believed that we were better than anybody else. And therefore, it comes from the top. Yeah. And if you're pulling your pants down, blame yourself, not your valuers. Yeah.
absolutely. And, and you've got to go and, and sit with the valuer. You know, um, we had Repit at, um, at M&P, and I got uh, a, an, an email via Repit of every single instruction and every single sale. So I used to get sort of 300 emails a day from just from Repit. And I'd just go through them and say, yep, 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 easy. Oh, hold on, this should be two and a half, it's two. What's going on? Accountability. Mm -hmm. Look at your numbers. Yep. Lead from the top. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first. Blame, <laughs> don't blame your valuer, blame yourself. Oh, there's no such thing as a bad employee, it's only a bad boss. Thank you for your insight today, Peter. Thank you. Pleasure.